Sound Pollution, your home for independent and up-and-coming artists. We have uh, Trashy Annie. The award winner. The award-winning Trashy Annie, who is uh, the headliner for our show, which is this Wednesday, October 26th. Doors open at 6.30. We go live at 7. And we are really excited. It's our first live show. We are. I'm so excited. I'm super excited. Really nervous. Super excited. Really uh, looking forward to this interview with Trashy Annie. I feel like things are going a little too well. Like, where's the? F- Usually, there's a fuckening that that will happen. So, especially. It will. When- Don't worry about it. Well, no. I mean, just like I'll. I, I even got offered a, a job today, so I'm I'm just like. Mm. <laughs> And, and my kids do I did actually a really cool job. So it'll um, be fine. Everything's going to be fine. It'll be fun regardless. So I'm ready. And I think you all should come and see us. I think you should too. Come see us. At, is that the Carousel? Carousel Lounge in Austin, Texas. So anyway, we're glad that you were able to sign on and we'll go ahead and kick off the interview with Trashy Welcome back, Annie. We appreciate you being here. And before we say anything else, I just wanted to formally thank you for being our headliner and for loaning us drums and a PA because it's going to make all the difference in the world. No we problem. we really appreciate it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. We're, we're excited. It's our last show of the year so far. So. Is it really? Yeah. It's going to take a couple of months and just, yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be good. So you, who all are you bringing to the show to play? Uh, just our four piece, the guys that are going on tour with me this week. So mm-hmm. it'll be Dallas on guitar and Jeff on drums and Miles on bass. And then, uh, yeah, it's kind of my main main crew. We're still kind of new to each other. Uh, Dallas, the guitar player, has only been with us for maybe a month or so. Um, oh, wow. But yeah, we rotated through a lot of rotating cast of characters on the guitar spot for sure. So it's nice to have somebody that's pretty solid now. And who else is in the in the group with you? Jeff Norby is on drums and he's been playing with me for I don't I don't know if it's been a year, but sometime for 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 a while for It feels like months. a year sometimes. I feel like it yeah, I feel uh, yeah. So Give or take a year. And then um, and then Miles on bass, who's awesome. Uh, and he's a somewhat new addition within the last six months or so. And uh, he's a great bass player. And so we're super excited about him. And then it's, Dallas is the guitar. It's kind of crazy that you've transitioned your whole band. Like, you've had a lot of turnover recently in, in, in all last, areas. Yeah. yeah, in the last two years. I guess I started it two years ago. And yeah, we've had many guitar players and several drummers and several bass players, actually. So yeah, it feels like we've finally solidified a group. It's a hard thing. I was just talking to somebody today about that. Her husband's a musician and he's just had such a struggle keeping a band together. And we were sort of commiserating over that aspect because, you know, you got to find people that are have the same schedule, have have the same interests, have the same goals and desires for the band. Cause you know, I want to tour. And if you find people who don't want to tour, can't tour for family reasons or whatever, like even if they're super talented and love the music, it's just a no, it's non-starter. So it's hard. 
Why do you want to tour? Like, what do you mean when you say tour? I want to play all over the United States, maybe yeah. outside the United States too. You yeah. know, I think playing in Europe would be cool. We've got a decent fan base in like Brazil and Mexico for whatever reason down south. So wouldn't mind checking out some of those places at some point. I don't speak Spanish or anything. So I think going, if we went out of the United States, probably going to Europe would make sense. Just English speaking countries to start. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm a, I'm a travel bug anyway. You know, I've mm-hmm. always been that way. I've, I, before I was ever into music, I would just get my car with just my toothbrush and my mountain bike and, you know, go for four weeks and <laughs> just figure it out. Be like, I'll be back when I'm back. So it's just, uh, it's just in me anyway. And so I think the music world and touring and sort of exploration of new places, it just all goes together really well. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta find people who are who are of that mindset, right? Because I'm totally fine if I got to crash in the back of the van or whatever. I've slept in my car a billion times before I was ever in music, and so finding people who are like, yeah, we're gonna schlep it out until we can make enough money to be staying in decent places is is hard too. I don't know. You take pretty good care of your band, though. I try. You know, I I'm at a point in my life where. I want to at least provide as much comfort as I can for the people that are schlepping through this with me. And uh, I'd like to be able to pay them more. I'd like to be able to always guarantee I can put them in a hotel, but I work pretty hard to try to make them as comfy as I can. And then, you know, ideally we enjoy each other's company and stick this thing out and it gets easier over time. But yeah, I try. I do. That's cool. I like the traveling aspect of it too. I was telling I was telling Brent that when my daughter graduates, I'm I'm just buying a van and going everywhere, and I'm gonna go everywhere. I'm be the van down by the river. You're like shaking your head, but I'm dead serious. I am dead serious. I'm not a one place person. I want. The, I'm ready to go. The reason I'm shaking my head is because my idea of a good time is going home and not seeing anyone, not <laughs> doing anything, but maybe streaming a few shows, hanging out with my wife. And playing music, so that's not a problem for me. Well, we can work on that. I'm no, I'm I'm great. Like you get a laptop and a little Wi-Fi connection, you got Netflix right there. You don't. Houses are overrated. I I like to have like my, I like to have my my domain. Uh-huh. I mean this this whole working from home thing that kicked in because of COVID is like fits with who I am so well because uh, I if. If I didn't have to leave the house, I would not. <laughs> I just, I see no reason for that. Um, see, and I'm ready to go. I mean, that, when I was long, younger, yeah, but now I'm just like, you know, I'm tired. I, I'm like, nice, yeah. You know? yeah. It's, I like seeing new places. I think that yeah. you have, you have little kids, Brent. So I yeah. think, you know, once you're, once you are not so fatigued and can actually, you know, sort of come out of that fog, if, you know, you're, who knows? You might change your your mm. mindset. No, Leave me alone. I think this is a character <laughs> disorder. I'm just a kind of a home person. But There's see, I don't I don't like that, a lot of people either. I just want to see places. Me too. I'm the same way. When I go traveling, I just I'll I'll go to places and just be by myself and hike trails and mountains and explore and just be not around people. So I like playing music because I think I told you guys this before, but I'm pretty introverted actually. And it's kind of a forced extrovert thing that I have yeah. to do in, in you know, the, the artist world. Um, but 
playing music is cool because it's like you're kind of in a zoo, you know, you're, there's almost a glass wall between you and the crowd. And so you can feel like you're, you're being all social and engaging with all these people, but then you get to just leave out the back door and not actually have to, you know, I know there's, there's some responsibility working, you know, going out and saying hi to the mm -hmm. crowd and doing all that. And I, I do to an extent enjoy the genuine people that are there, but you also run into a lot of drunk people who are just, you know, they're spitting all over you when they talk and they're doing the whole thing and they're just completely wasted. And, you know, that whole thing does nothing for me. So I, I do, uh, I do enjoy being on the stage and doing the thing and then being able to kind of back away from that social aspect when I'm ready. So for our listeners who are going to be at the show, cause I'm, I'm praying that it's just packed and there's a line, but I know that's, wishful thinking um what is a trashy annie show like live in person i'm glad that we are doing full band because i know when we first talked about this show you guys had you know kind of been leaning acoustic and doing the whole thing but i'm just glad we're getting to do the whole the full band i enjoy doing everything i enjoy doing at let to lesser extent but i enjoy singer songwriter acoustic shows i like duos and trios and all that kind of stuff we incorporate that into a lot of our shows actually uh the longer ones but when we've just got an hour 90 minutes to play and we go up there and rock out it, we just we bring the band everybody you know dresses up all crazy and we rock out i mean i think we've got kind of a mix of music you know i've got some stuff that especially some of the newer stuff that'll be out on the album coming out in the first of the year, way heavier rock uh, vibe than country, but still has a little bit of a country country edge to it just because of the way I sing and the way I write. I think that lends itself to country. So, so the shows are a little bit of a mixed bag because, you know, we'll play a little bit of country stuff and then we'll play a, a little bit of rock and sometimes we'll throw in a, an acoustic song or two in there just to mix it up a little bit. But I don't, I don't enjoy going to shows myself when I feel like it's really homogenous throughout the whole thing, no matter how good a band is, you know, if it doesn't take you on a bit of a journey, you just kind of acclimate too fast and sort of, at least I, I sort of lose interest, but no, no matter how much I love them. So I think that that's what we're trying to do is build a show that, that ebbs and flows a little bit. So it keeps people interested. So you've been out touring a lot and I know you said you have a new album. Tell us about that new album. Well, it's not out now, but it's going to be out. It will be. It'll be out. Yeah, it's in the studio right now. We tracked a whole ton of ton of music and I'm going to pick my I don't know if it'll even be my favorite, but just whichever tunes feel like they belong on this first sort of debut full length album, um, the songs that go together the best. And so that'll become the first album and that'll be out after the first of the year. And then I've got a few extra tunes that'll go on to kind of the beginning of the second second one so yeah it's gonna be really cool I'm really excited about it I uh I've gone back and forth with how to how to group the songs together I like I said I've got a lot of stuff that's that's leaning a lot heavier into the rock world um and so and that's probably my favorite thing to play right now you know mm -hmm. it's it's I'm I'm really enjoying that from a live show especially perspective and so I want to get a bunch of those tunes onto this first album just it, it's a little bit hard because we do have this big spread and I've got really kind of stripped down acoustic songs that uh, that are uh, that mean something to me you know they're a little bit deep and emotional and whatever and then we've got these rock songs and you know how do you put all that onto one album and not make somebody feel like they have whiplash you know so <laughs> I think that we're trying I, I I'm gonna need a little I just signed with a 
label and I'm going to need a little uh, guidance from them as to probably which teens tunes need to go on this first album. But yeah, I'm really excited about it. I think I, I'm, yeah, I think there's some good songs on there. I think it's gonna be really good. So you just mentioned something that I wanted you to talk about. So the exciting thing about this release coming up is you're signed with a record company. So how is that going to change when you're getting ready to release this new album? I think you were initially going to call it the Nashville sessions or the Arizona sessions or something, the refreshment sessions. No. So I had a, I had a few tunes. So the way this whole journey went, I think last time we spoke, I had just gotten, maybe just gotten back from Nashville. I I forget exactly kind of where we were last time we talked, but the first, yeah, Juliet. Was right after Juliet. Yeah, so that's what it was. So I had the first couple of tunes. I just I did sort of DIY on my own, whatever, and then uh, got the guys from Arizona involved on Nuclear Meltdown. Was super happy with that working relationship, but then their studio sort of broke up. So then I was trying to figure out what to do next and who to work with from a musician perspective. Got a call from the Nashville guys, and they said, uh, they said, come on up here. Let's do something up here. I said, okay. So we went up. We tracked a bunch of tunes up there. And so I, I, I didn't release an EP of those Nashville sessions, which were five tunes. I just I released a couple of them with the intention of really putting them on a bigger album at some point. So I've held on to a couple of the tunes from Nashville to put on this first album because I think they'll belong in sort of a bigger grouping. And then after that was all done, came back and reconnected with the Arizona team to track all these new songs. So we did, I think, 15 songs um, recently in a studio out in Arizona. So all of that stuff is being worked now. Then once I have all of that on the table, I can say, okay, what goes on the first album and then what will go on the second album or what will be trickled out as singles or what have you. So as far as, you know, what's different between what I did before and what I'm about to do having a label involved, I just, I have some guidance because I hadn't, I didn't have that before at all. I was like, all right, I'm just going to record whatever I have written, you know, and throw it out there on Spotify and just hope somebody listens to it. And I had no guidance on how to go about promotion or any of that kind of stuff. So I think that's going to be the exciting thing is now I have a team of people who actually understands what should go into releasing an album and the promotional aspect behind it, which tune should be on the album, you know, what to do with it once it's out there. So kind of what a tour should look like around a new album. So I think that's going to be the, the thing that's most different for me from the last couple of releases that I've put out there. So are you okay? Um, you're going to have to release your death grip on some of the stuff. <laughs> no, you say that. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, t- I told him, I was like, listen, if you want to work with me, I'd like to have some control. But I, I think I, I'm okay with that uh, because I trust these people. And I think that that's a big deal. You can't, you know, no amount of contracts or money or anything else can buy trust. And I think that so far, these guys have been really great to work with. And I think that they're going to guide me you know, towards my best interest. And same with this crew of people I'm working with in the Arizona studio. You know, I, I tend to want to have a lot of control over my music and I want to be in the production, you know, from start to finish. And I, I want to, ha- I just, I, I want to be in it. Part of it's because I want to learn. It's not all just control freak stuff, but it's also that I have a vision for my music, you know, and I know what I want it. I know what I want the listener to experience when they hear it. And so I want to make sure I can't always figure out how to get it there. You want to um, remain independent 
in your in your music in in the creative aspect of it. Yeah, because, you know, you hear all these horror stories and I'm also new to this, all of this stuff, but you hear all these horror stories about labels just taking over and saying, you know, this is how you're going to do this. And this song's not going to get released because this isn't doesn't have mass appeal or blah, 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 blah. And I just um, that's just not my jam. That's not why I'm in this world. You know, I feel like I enjoy songwriting just more than I've probably ever enjoyed anything. And I I think I don't want that to be sort of tarnished by other people saying I need to do something to appeal to a certain crowd in some way, because that's not why I'm doing this at all. So, so yeah, that's right. I want to have enough control where I feel like it's still me and I'm still genuine to who I am as a musician and as an artist, uh, as this stuff comes out into the world. We don't need a dirt road to make our getaway, honey. We got every star in every sky. We don't need a lantern to light our on the way, honey. We got every little firefly. We don't need a path to the top of every hill or a trail that we know we'll cut through. Don't need nothing but your hand alone, cause I just wanna get lost with you. So you bring the rock, I'll make it roll, baby. You bring the heart, honey. I'll bring the soul You bring the star I'll make it go, baby You bring the rain and honey I'll tie the bow You bring the sun I'll make it shine, baby You bring the honey, honey I'll make the wine You be the one I'll make it too, baby You bring the heart for me And I'll bring the love for you
And I also know that you have been working on some new music videos. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes. I mean, I, <laughs> Brent's going to be like, oh, you're just a control freak. You can't not do it yourself. But I do enjoy <laughs> He's laughing. all the creatives. I know because I know <laughs> it's, that's judgment. That's a laugh of judgment. <laughs> He's like, I'm yeah, not going to say I told you so. I know. I know. <laughs> but I but I think what it is, is I like right now I'm having to do everything. I'm doing all the booking and all the band management. I'm writing everything. I'm doing all the creative. I'm doing all the social blah, blah, blah. Um, there, I'm glad I have because I now understand a lot more than I did a year ago about what goes into all that back end stuff. But now I can start picking and choosing what are the things that I'm good at? What are the things that I detest doing and, you know, start to figure out who the team is behind all, all of this music machine. Um, so for me, the music video piece, I love it. I, I'm not, I'm not great at the techie side. You know, if you if you see any of the I did there's a couple of videos on YouTube, you know, Nuclear Meltdown is better than Runnin and I think Knock Knock which will be the next one is better than the other two. So, you know, I'm making progress in my ability to edit and do all this stuff because I'm just I'm not a techie human being at all. So the fact mm-hmm. that I'm even diving into this world is I would know, be sort terrified. of out of my comfort zone. Yeah, it's it's not it doesn't come naturally to me, but I enjoy the process and I enjoy the creative piece of it. You know, I think where I get into where it gets sticky is, you know, I've got ideas for music videos in my mind, but you need a team. I can't just make every video, you know, me filming myself running around the woods and go splice it together. Like you can only do so many of those. Right. Mm-hmm. So we got to get we got to get, you know, the band involved and we got to get other people and kind of have a storyline. I've got some ideas for some of that stuff, but sometimes it's hard to get all that together and wrangle those people in a way that is, you know, cheap and relatively easy to pull off. So that's going to be the sticking point in future videos, I think. Well, now that you're with a with a record company, you'll probably get some guidance on that too. I think the good thing of you being a micromanager is when you finally let go, and I found this for myself, I know what needs to be done. So if someone's pulling some shit or bullshitting me, I'm going to know it really quickly. And so they know I'm going to know it. So when I hand something over to someone, they know I'm going to be watching what they're doing, you know? Yeah. And, but yeah, I, I do videos. I edit them, but then I give them to someone else and I say, this is what it should look like. <laughs> you complete make the it process. 50 better, make it 50 <laughs> times better. That's a good way to do it, though, you know, to kind of hear you polish it. You know, here's this here. Here are the big chunks. If you can make it look nice. Yeah, here's my turd. (laughs) Make it look pretty. Make it shiny. Yeah. And that's kind of how I manage the storyline of mine. And that's also how I improve the like my my videos keep getting better as far as content. And so that's a lot of uh, research and watching video like because I use a lot of stock videos so finding stock video that's consistent across the board and looks good all together um, when you're using multiple characters or single characters um, it's it's a lot of work I would like to just have a production company and I say this is my idea this is how I want to do it how are we going to do it yeah I would too I think (laughs) if you have the enough money that is definitely a thing 
that can be done. <laughs> you know, I think you could that that is uh, that is next level stuff, which would be amazing. You know, I agree. If it would be awesome to just say, OK, here's here's the idea, you know, help me bring this to life and not months and months of me trying to get clips with my iPhone and somehow piece them together to kind of get this idea out of my head. You know, people who do this for a living that could say, yes, I know how to do that. And I know the people we need and I know the lighting and I know the you know venue and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that would yeah. be that's the that's the dream. So when is your next live video going to come out? Because it's a live video, right? Uh, no. The one I did for Knock Knock is just a you know me doing it myself, not a live not a live show thing. It's just me. Um, but the stuff that we just filmed at Sam's Burger Joint down in San Antonio, we're splicing some of that stuff together. But that'll be more at least right now of kind of a sizzle reel situation. We don't have a live cut yet that has sound attached because you know you and i've talked about this before getting live sound that does the show justice is really challenging because you don't want to have cool video with crappy sound because that just it ruins the whole thing and also it's not a good representation of what the band sounds like and so i think that's where we're we're sitting with that we need some live footage but it's got to have good sound or i don't want to put it out there yeah because you got a certain brand that you want to push and being out of tune, like I'm out of tune sometimes when I play live and it drives me crazy. So I just find that it's the, you know, if you're just, if you're not getting it out of the board and you can't kind of mix it, or if you're just getting it as a, as a, you know, something out of somebody's phone or out of their, even if it's a nice camera, if it's just coming out of one mic, it just, it's a flat sound, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't give you the depth of what a live show sounds like. And if those, if that's the first time somebody's experienced our music you know you don't want that to be their first impression it's cool if they hear something as their first impression on spotify and then they go listen to it and they're like oh yeah i know what this song sounds like in kind of the studio version but if they've never seen you and that's the first thing they see you don't want the sound to be you know to not do do you justice so i think that's a big part of it for me in releasing live footage i agree and that's just that's a part of just getting more experience figuring out you know, what you want to release into the world and what you're not okay releasing. Yeah. Because like, like you said, you're doing everything right now. So you know what's hard, what's easy. You know, I mean, in general, what's hard and what's easy. Um, yeah. So that, that helps you. Like, you know, 10 years ago, I would record a live video and be fine with it. You know, but now I'm, that, that shit would be burned <laughs> in right. a fire. Some of it was me. Right. It. Gasoline oh, and fire. Geez, you know? I don't know what you're talking about. In, what video? Well, I think I talk, you and I were talking about this the other day that you know the internet is forever. So you put stuff out there, you're like, oh, I can just take it down, and then sure as shit, that stuff keeps popping up on your feed. All you're like, where did that even come from? You know, I thought I got rid of that. So yeah, it's just. I don't know. It's it's important, especially as you're an emerging artist or, you know, somebody's kind of new to the scene to be careful with what gets put out there, I think. Yeah, I, no, I agree. The uh, when I'm talking to Randy of RLP, um, he would be like, well, why don't you do this? And I go, because I don't want that out there. I go, I may do that, but I don't want other people know when I'm doing it. <laughs> right. I have standards, even though my brand is not does not appear to have standards. Your brand has good standards. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're doing a good job with it. 
what else is going on? What else do you have going on? So you have an album coming out. You have a record deal now. You have a, a video coming out soon. And then you have live video footage coming out after that. What's what's next for Trashy Annie? Um, well, next, next. So we leave tomorrow to go up to Lubbock. And I'm getting my uh, Americana Artist of the Year award from CMAF Texas. So that's really wow. cool. So you Congratulations. Won so, yeah. so are you like, is it like the CMA awards where you're there and you're sitting there with your bow and they'll be like, <laughs> and the top contenders are I, uh, Uncle Brent, they, Chuck Weimer and Trashy Annie. I mean, is they, that what it's like? What is it? What's it going to be like? I don't know. I, I've, I've never won an award before. She's a, I don't know. No, no, no. I'm going to go look okay and go, yeah, I won this. I'm going to dress cute. We're going to go up. It's at the Cactus Theater in Lubbock. And so they're doing uh, tonight, actually, they did the 2022 awards because things got kind of backed up with COVID. And so they're doing the, the 2022 awards tonight. And then tomorrow night will be the, the upcoming, the 2023 awards. And so so we'll play. Uh, we play a couple of songs, which is cool. And so my band will be with me, and then yeah, we'll they'll do the awards, and then from there we ship out and drive to DFW, which is only three or four hours, but we'll we'll play there the following night, and then we haul ass across the country to South Carolina, play a festival on Saturday, and then play to Fusky Island on Sunday, and then the boys fly home, and I drive everything back. So that's kind of the very next thing, and then we play the show on Wednesday night. And then I'm taking two months. I'm taking November, December. I think I think I um you deserve that. I think you deserve that just for that week. <laughs> oh man, you guys, I gotta tell you about. Let me tell you about this last tour we went on. Brent knows oh, a little please bit about do. this. Oh God. So we um this was in June, and so the, it was a two and a half week tour out to the East Coast. We had a bunch of stuff planned. So there were the person that was supposed to book us for a bunch of shows was like. Yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm working on it because he thought he could get us a whole bunch of shows at these this chain of places. And so it got up until you guys booking a tour is a massive pain in the ass when you don't have oh, any help on the whole thing, you know, and everybody's got to take off work if they, you know, got job, whatever. So I'm, I'm booking. I'm trying to figure out this two and a half week thing out there. And so it comes up to being like three weeks before we're supposed to be out there and the guy can't get us X, Y and Z uh, gigs. And I'm like, all right, whatever. We're just we're going to go. We're going to do our thing. So. We, so I drive out there to South Carolina, which is like it, it's about 20 hours from here with thunderstorms and all the things you always hit. So mm-hmm. I get there. The boys are supposed to fly in on Friday night. Well, one of the boys is supposed to fly in on Friday night because the other two couldn't make it because I lost a guitar player like right before the tour. So I had to sub somebody in. He's like, Brent, I can't does come that to sound weekend. familiar? <laughs> oh, yeah. He and I just talked <laughs> about this whole thing. Too recently. The drummer. Oh, my God. Yeah. Go ahead. So I was. <laughs> So I was sourcing a guitar player and a bass player from the the South Carolina area. And so I get there and my drummer's supposed to fly in. So he gets in and I can't get a hold of this guitar player. And I'm like, where this guy we were supposed to, I got in a day early so we could go through the songs, can't get a hold of him, can't get a hold of him. So so we um so my drummer gets there, I pick him up on Friday, our show is Friday night. I get a hold of the drummer or the, the guitar player finally. He says, Oh yeah, sorry, just got busy, you know, come on over, we'll practice for like an hour before the show. I'm like, All right, this is okay. like 30 original songs, right? We're playing all original shit. So we show up at this guy's house and he doesn't even like say hi to us or anything. He opens the door and he's like he starts telling us immediately how 
he's going to change up some of these songs because he just doesn't really like what we're doing with the chorus on some of these tunes. And like, we're both like, my songs okay, are already just, written. Home right, skillet, like, right, back, it, was, back up. And also we play oh, in an shit. hour, dude. So uh, it was, so we get there and uh, we we go through a couple of the songs. We realize it's going to be a disaster. My, my drummer and I are looking at each other like, this is not. You're like, good. absolutely right. not. Absolutely not. So we get to the show and we play this thing and it's at this place. This um, I won't, I won't mention the name of the place because these places are in serious trouble out there. But anyway, it's a chain of places. So we played at this place and um, and there's this video of like it shooting across where I'm all having a great time. Jeff's back there jamming on the drums. Bass player that we subbed is having a good time. And then you see this guitar player and he's like, sitting on the edge of the stage with like the frumpiest look on his face, you know, and we're like, okay, this is, you know, it's not going well. He doesn't know the key of any of these songs. He's popping notos in between sets. We're like, okay, this is bad. So we, we get through this shit show of a show and I I haven't even left the stage yet. I'm like going to get off the stage. And the guy walks up to me and he's like, well, I'm going to need to get paid for this gig. I'm like, I I understand. However, let's maybe just get off the stage. Can we get off the stage stage first? Can I go talk to people first? Relax. Like the whole thing pouring down rain. So anyway, we get through this nightmare of a show and I fire the guy. I'm like, listen, we're just going to go our own way for the next two nights because, and this is bad because I don't play lead guitar at all. Like if I'm Mm. willing to just go it with just rhythm guitar for three hours or two hours or whatever we were playing, like, you know, it was a bad deal. So I let him go. And so we show up on Saturday night to another one of this same chains Mm -hmm. locations. They have no idea we're there. They're like, oh, we have a band tonight. We're like loading our stuff up onto the stage. They're like, oh, yeah, our our sound system doesn't even work. And we're like, what? So the guy was like, yeah, I mean, you can either just hang out and drink for a while or we can put you outside. It's in, it's like 105 and like 99% humidity in Savannah. I was like, well, we want to play, so we're going to do it. So put us outside. So they put us outside. We're just playing, you know, no lead guitar, whatever, whatever. So we get through this show. So then Sunday night, we played a third one of these places that is the same chain of places. Right. We, we show up and um, the guy that had found me, the original guitar player that I ended up firing, he said, I got another guy. And I was like, all right, I could really use a guitar player. So like send him over. So the guy. Oh, you me. have so much more <laughs> belief in this guy than I do. No, no, because I'm not even was, there and I'm like, no. I know I was such an idiot but anyway so I get so I'm like all right so this guy calls me up he seems super jazzed to play with us I'm like all right you know just even if you can just provide some help on the solos or whatever you know so we get there and and the the bass player sees this guy across the parking lot's like I'm not fucking playing with that guy (laughs) I'm like oh no they have some drama and so it almost goes into fist fight between the two of them and I'm like all right well I gotta let the the guitar player go because I've already committed to this bass player and he's been doing a great job and we like him and everything else so let this other guy go so we sit down we start our set I kid you not an hour not even 40 minutes into this set we're just playing for a couple hours the manager of the place comes over and says we're gonna have to we're gonna have to close this uh close this down because um that we ran out of food (laughs) this is father's day I was like, okay, so poor planning on, on that side of things. So they closed the whole place down, shut us out. We're like 45 minutes our set. There's people circling the parking lot, wanting to come in, whatever. So um, anyway, so that was that first weekend. So the second weekend, my all my band is supposed to come in. So I fly my drummer back. I spend the week in Savannah. Like I, I was supposed to have more shows, but then the guy couldn't figure it out, right? So 
So the whole band is coming in for the following weekend. So they all call me on Friday morning and I'm supposed to pick them up at like two and we're going to go play the show. And they're like, did you know that, did anybody tell you that all our flights got delayed? <laughs> and I was like, what? And they said, oh yeah, last night our flights all got canceled because of some weather thing. So they were spread out all over the country. So I was supposed to pick everybody up at two. It came, it became like a pick this person up at this time, like one hour before the show, got to go get the drummer, blah, blah, blah. So we play, whatever, we end up playing the show, goes okay, fine play the Saturday night show, goes okay, fine. We're like, okay, we got this one show left. It's this cool show at this theater with this other band, and we've sold a bunch of tickets. Everybody's super excited. And I'm going to pick the boys up to head out to this show, and the guy calls me and he says, I'm so sorry, but the ceiling collapsed at the venue <laughs> that you guys are supposed to play because apparently there was an air conditioning link, and the whole ceiling fell in, and it was full of water. And so... Our whole last show got canceled, which, again, you know, we're out there, got to make money, whatever. So anyway, so that happened. And then uh, so we just kicked around Savannah for the night and sent everybody home. Well, then my bass player's flight got canceled. He got stuck in Atlanta and had to stay overnight. I got a flat tire driving back and couldn't get AAA to come rescue me for seven hours. I was on the side of the road seven hours in Atlanta or in, uh, in uh, Alabama. Yeah, that, oh, it was so, so anyway, hot. It was so, so that, humid. It was, and I, it was pouring oh, down rain. I had my dog oh, with me no. and he's freaking out about the thunderstorm. So, yeah, I'm just sitting on the side of a freeway for seven hours. And I, I it, anyway, it was. So it was my fault because I should have brought a jack with me. I could have changed that thing in five minutes, but I didn't have a jack. So anyway, it was th that tour. It was one of those things that just made me think I need to get big enough where I can have a tour manager because I need somebody else to struggle with that. I'm trying to think about my lyrics, you know, like, okay, what is, you know, what are the words of this fucking song? Not, <laughs> oh my God, is my drummer stuck in Atlanta for six hours, you know, before the show. So, oh my God. Anyway, touring. So that's the, that's the dark side of touring. It's not always <laughs> as awesome as, it's, as it sounds like it's going to be on paper. Well, you're <laughs> laughing about it. So that's good. You know what? You, I, I feel what like. What else are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You know, I, I mean, I, I had mean, found the point, out. The point of the ceiling collapsing, I, I'd have been like, of course it did. Of Why not? It, did. <laughs> it kind of felt like that. Exactly. I think we were at that it's point. Okay. We're like, two. And in fact, the, the part I forgot about, the week, a week before we were supposed to leave on this tour, I had a bus. I had a, I got my um little short bus, and it, I was gonna be our tour bus, and we'd just like done all this rehab to it, blah blah blah. It was nice. ready to go. Was bring yeah I was bringing it back from the from the guy that was changing the oil the mechanic and black smoke starts pouring out the thing I'm like I just bought this like two weeks ago you know he's like yeah it's got a broken head gasket so oh, ended up fuck. selling that thing at yeah auction. it's not even so, worth like, fixing it you can't even fix it I had fuck a, it. sticking it in an auction you know so yeah so that happened so I had to you know drive my my little van or whatever that was a the reason they couldn't ride with me because I only had a little tiny van at the time and I I'd planned on us all being in this bus and so anyway it was just one thing after another dude that ugh, we called it the voodoo tour because it was just it was I'm sure I'm forgetting like eight other things
So you basically lost money on that tour, and then yeah. you lost a lot of money on that bus. Yes, I did. Yes, so I, I definitely how, did. How do you recover from something like that? Like, like, like a few weeks ago, you know, my whole bank account, my business bank account got hacked and they took everything. And so I was like, oh, you know. And so had, had, had my bank not stepped up and helped me, I would have been screwed. That would have been it. Yeah. I how do you recover from that stuff? I mean, I think it's a slow... A slow slog. I've I've always invented because you know I have another I have a company that before I got back into music that that's sort of my day job thing. I don't talk a lot about that usually, but I've I've got you know I've got a, a business that I run um, that I started and is is you know doing okay. Um, so that's what I use to sort of fund my <laughs> startup worlds on the business on the music side. And so I kind of look at music like any other business it's just it's there's a startup investment that's involved and you're gonna win some and you're gonna lose some you know and hopefully in the end you win more than you lose and I I can't I don't have a you know an infinite amount of money that I can just continue to throw at things like tours and stuff but I I also know the importance of investing and casting the net very wide and getting out there and playing live shows and you know meeting the people and saying hi to the fans that you know, they follow you on social media, but that's that's so different than getting to say hi in person. And, you know, I kind of joke about not really wanting to talk to people ever or whatever. But mm. when people have made an effort to come out to a show, I want to be a good band to them. I want to say hi to them in person and I want to, you know, thank them for being there because it's a weird world right now for musicians, you know, trying to trying to get people butts in seats. You know, there's so much competition streaming is you know the way that everybody consumes music now so even getting people to you know buy an album or come to a show is just it's a hard deal especially if you're new kind of so i think um i think it's really important to be putting yourself out there and working your ass off to get in front of people as much as you can and i i the more shows i play the better I become, right? I mean, I was I was not good two years ago, and I was you know reading off my lyric sheets and my had my book of stuff, and I just the the change in or the you know the progress in the last couple of years has been because I've played a hundred shows in a year, you know, I was like I'll just take mm. every show I can get to get good at performing live. So so that doesn't you know that doesn't answer the question of like how do you come back from financial expenditures but I've kind of always looked at it as okay there's going to be sort of some upfront costs involved if I want to speed this thing up um and I just got to keep working it It's kind of like that one movie when the guy goes there will be blood Yeah 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 <laughs> kind of like that There will be pain and there will be there suffering is. There's Wait, that's the pain. Hellraiser There's movie. That's the Hellraiser movie. <laughs> that's right. No, but but the funny thing that I've noticed is the more money you make, the easier it is to make money. Yeah, they always say that. You know that it takes money to make money because you can invest back in yourself. As long as you don't just take that money and say I'm going to spend it on something completely unrelated. You know, if you put a piece of that money, and that's what I do every time I I have a show, and I also view you know, paying my band as an investment. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I would love it if these guys were just like, yeah, let's just all be arm in arm and like, oh, we'll do it for free. We'll take, but they, you know, they got, they got bills to pay and mm-hmm. you can't do that to people. And especially if you want them to practice and show up prepared and everything, you've got to pay your guys. So, you know, I don't, I'll, I'll pay my guys before I'll pay myself always, you know, make sure everything's covered on their ends. And then, and then if there's anything left over for me, that's cool. But I always take that and put it back into the business, the business of the music, you know, which, 
brand and paying for session players to record a, a good album and all that stuff, you know, it's it's worth putting the money back into it. Yeah, I, I think it's your business acumen that's going to help you power through it, because if you've been in business, you know, I'm going to get my head kicked in for a long time before yep. things start breaking. Yep. Yep. And even the breaks and, and you get your head kicked in for so long that you have little successes and you're like, fuck, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's you know? how I feel about next week. And everybody's like, it's no big deal. I'm like, you don't fucking understand. I've been doing this for three years. This is our first live show. I am excited. I know it's I'm as you ready. should be. As it's a big deal. Be. No, I think what we're doing is a big deal. We have something cool going on and I'm excited to see what what happens with that interaction, because I think if we do well, we'll be able to build on this, you know. That's that's why I was pushy to do it. I was like, no, it's we're over the COVID hump. We need to do this. I'm sorry it wasn't the two shows we planned, but I'll t- I'm excited about it. I'm really I don't think it'll fully hit me till I get off the plane with like a guitar and I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> it's gonna be cool. And 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 you're right. You got to start somewhere and you got to we will learn what worked, what didn't, whatever, and then go back and do it again and do it better the next time. And it's just like with everything else. I I think um, it's a really cool thing. You also don't something that people remind me. I try to remind myself of this, too. It's not very often as adults, like well into adulthood, we get to have first time things very often. Yeah. And it's Damn cool it. to like sit in it and recognize like this is the first time I've done this big, huge, cool thing that I put all this work into. And, you know, no matter how it goes, getting to look at it from that perspective and say this is awesome and I did this is is a great thing. So I think it's going to be so much fun. That's every day of my life. I just have (laughs) fantastic shit going on all the time. All the time. (laughs) So is there anything else you want to talk about? Where can we find you? Uh, Yeah, you can find the music on all the places, you know, Spotify, Amazon, all those things. It's all under Trashy Annie. Uh, TrashyAnnie.com is my website, and that has links to everything and uh, links to YouTube and social and all those things. That's probably a good place to start. And we also started just recently uh putting all of our shows on bands in town and yeah i like that i think it's a good platform it's been really user-friendly so far and we when a show gets canceled or changed or whatever it's really easy to communicate to the people that we're intending to come so we're i would like to to start building that up a little bit because i think it's a great way to for people to follow us so yeah bands in town and all the other social places, the usual social things. Trashy yeah. Annie music for Instagram, but everything else is Trashy Annie. Yeah. Bands, bands, that that site is cool because if people can say, tell me when she's in this area. Exactly. And then it yeah. will send you an email or text going, they're in the area. You I like know? it a lot. I like it yeah. a lot. And it's been good from an artist perspective. I mean, it it's it's like I say, I'm not techie. It's pretty user friendly to be able to send out emails to your fans or people who are following you and whatever. So, I, yeah, I'd like to grow our presence on that site. I like it. I didn't know it would send you emails. Yeah, you can Ooh. you can send. Yeah, you can send campaigns to your followers. Mm-hmm. And That's it's cool. not a yeah, you don't they don't charge you for that stuff or you can pay for ads and you can send to people that follow an artist that you feel there'd be some crossover. You know, if they like Miranda Lambert, I think they might like our stuff or whatever, and it'll shoot out to people who follow Miranda. Well, there's, you know, thousands and thousands that follow her. So it's a, it's a cool platform. I, I don't, 
I haven't used it a ton, ton yet, but we're because we're kind of new to it. But I like it so far. That's awesome. Yeah, it's worth. This looking. isn't a paid promotion, but if they would like to pay us. Uh, we'll take your money. Podcast at gmail.com. So. We will take your money. Find me, Uncle Brent, everywhere. We're looking for sponsors. Annie, I am so excited. I'm meeting all my people in person. That's That also just hit me today. I was like, I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I was like thinking yesterday or one of the days in the past. One like, of the days with the fever. It's fine. They all blur together. Yeah. And I was like... So I'm going to meet all these people like face to face, which I know some of them I know better than others that that I've had these significant conversations with, but have never been in the same room with, which is really weird if you think about it. Yeah, I'm going to be in the same room with you. You're going to be in the the house with my wife. But it doesn't feel out of normal. It feels like you're my next door neighbor. It's because I'm your uncle. (laughs) You not, are you, not the creepy uncle, though. The creepy uncle, or yeah, not creepy, nothing, no, 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 nothing. Not, not. <laughs> I'd rather be nothing. the creepy. Let's no. start out at the bottom. It's only up from there. That's right. So, okay. but it's gonna be fun and yep. People in the Austin area, if you want to come and hang that night, I know it's school night, but if you want to come and hang, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be literally four and a half, five hours of music. It's gonna be. Well, it'll be music and then a lot of sarcasm because I'll be, yeah, they'll be talking in between and during right. probably. And during. Well, if you're on stage, yeah. And if yeah. Uh, Andy's on stage, without a doubt, I'm glad you're not on stage at the same time. I do <laughs> love the fact that I have a woman headliner. I'm very excited on for, per, for on a personal level. So I really want to thank you for that because it was really important for me to represent women in this industry. Well, I, I love that. It feels like a man's world. So I am I am excited to to try to bust into it too. And I think it's uh yeah, I'm uh, thanks for having us. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So that was a good interview. I really enjoyed getting to talk with Trashy Annie. She's uh she's got a lot going on, the new record deal and she's getting ready to receive an award. So that's going to be pretty cool. And she will be headlining our show on, uh, well, basically on Wednesday. Wednesday, October 26th at 7 p.m. The Sound Pollution Podcast is coming to your town. Yeah. So anyway, we will be there. If y'all guys have time, go ahead and come on down and see us. Entrance cost is... uh, Whatever you'd like to tip, because that is going to benefit Meals on Wheels. So if you uh, if you have some time, go ahead and come out for that, and we'll see you then. And just remember to make some noise. <laughs>